0: He te nei, nā te reo o A
1: lot of people who saw this image, uh, they actually, Lilitha Ven was saying, uh, they identified my dad. I don't know, maybe it's just his unique features. He's really good, sharp features. He's That's very right. handsome. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> and I love him oh, to yes, bits yeah. and I miss his him. Portrait photo is It belongs to us. Mm. To well, him. Well, oh, really? really. Oh Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh, Massey! <laughs> At the
0: Wellington Indian Association, a group of people standing over a large table strewn with old black and white photos. These are the excited voices of descendants of those in the images, sharing some chance discoveries of connection.
1: Oh, You know
0: by Bawa? These photos date back to sometime between the 1910s and 1940s and this group of Gujarati families have got together to reflect and research the background to some of these images. Welcome to Voices,
1: I'm Kadam Kumar. And if you don't get it now, you lose it as soon as that generation's gone. Oh, right. so, yeah.
0: I'm in Wellington today and in this room filled with members of the Gujarati community here, you can feel their emotions in the air as they look down on these photos.
2: I guess looking at history is always a sentimental project. It's nice to be able to share it with people and everyone's got a story. It may not come through through the um, you know the portraits because information is quite static in terms of how it's given but what I was hoping is that it sparks a conversation within families that that they've got a very rich history that they can share amongst their their children, their brothers, sisters, their parents. And it's a history that
0: goes back to the late 1800s. It's the story of some of Wellington's earliest Indian immigrants. The woman you just heard is Lalitha Kasanji, who's here with her 92 year old mother, Ruksmani Ben, a long standing friend and advisor to Te on all the things related to the Gujarati community. So, what's the story behind these photos? Well, sometime in 1998, Tipapa acquired a collection of 4,000 glass plate negatives that were found in a cupboard at what was once Cuba Photographic Studios. In this collection were about 95 images of Indians, portraits of men, women and some children. Museum curator Stephanie Gibson reached out to Lalitha's mother for some leads into who these people could have been.
2: Stephanie had emailed this image and it was of a gentleman in a white pinstriped jacket and um, probably in his mid to late 20s and she said look you know do you know who this person might be and I had a look and I thought mm, I wonder if it's my dad and I thought yeah that's a long shot can't Why be. Why did you think that it could have been? I've got no idea. You know, maybe I saw an image many years ago and it was kind of registered at the back of my mind or maybe there was something about his face that just sort of familiar because I don't remember, ever remember my father looking like this. Um, I was born when my dad was almost, uh, I think, 40. So he was bald by the time I remembered him. Anyway, um, I had a look at it. I printed it off and I showed it to mum a couple of days later and I said, do you by chance know who this is? And, um, she was cooking and she had a quick look and she said, oh, she said, that's your father. <laughs> and she said, there's a, there's a passport photo of him. Um, so I quickly grabbed the ladder, climbed up to the top of the cupboard, pulled out the brown suitcase in which the passport, all the, all the old passport was sitting in, pulled it out, and sure enough, that was Dad. I was so excited. I thought, What are the chances?
0: And yes, that's curator Stephanie Gibson there. I'm meeting her at the museum along with Lalitha. They've just brought the negatives out to show me, and that's a staggered and careful process from cold storage over a period of a few days. Some of them are made of nitrate, which means they're extremely flammable. So flammable they need to be stored in former ammunition bunkers around the city. We're standing around a light box to view them. Stephanie's been working closely with Lalitha since early this year, since that first dot was joined that very sort of small humble beginning the project started because Lalita realised well there are more portraits and this could be an incredible community project.
2: It's really special when you
0: connect taonga to people and their personal stories because it's their personal story but it's also a national story as well and it's also a global story because these portraits are of people that migrated around the world and they have incredible stories to tell us And so Lalitha Kasanji has been on a quest to join more dots to tell those stories. Lalitha wants to identify as many people in these images as possible, as well as their family members and descendants from the wider Indian community in Wellington and other parts of the North Island. It's no easy task, but she's determined.
2: You know, in in New Zealand, the Indian community has been here for over one hundred years. My grandfather came out in nineteen twelve. Indians have been in New Zealand even before the turn of um, you know the turn of the century, late eighteen hundreds, a scattering because India was a very very hard place to live during the colonial rule. Being British subjects, there has been migration of Indians coming to New Zealand. Um, their lives have been very, very hard, they had to face racism and I think because of that they've always kind of, you know, head down, worked hard.
0: I'm looking at prints of the negatives. These were men who were fruiterers, had mending jobs, all sorts of trades. What they all have in common is that they were all immaculately dressed. Pocket squares, pocket watches, grill cream in the hair, some poised and relaxed against a typical made-up set of the era, Victorian-style living rooms, others just plain passport pictures.
2: I sort of feel that Indians, even while we've been here for over a hundred years, are considered to be migrants. But we're not migrants. We are immigrants. And the economic contributions that Indians have made, you know, that, that's often forgotten. Once the The young men of my father's generation came here. they settled in New Zealand and beca- and they were immigrants, the first generation of immigrants, and have made um, life in New Zealand and they have also created New Zealand. So this is my mum's passport, Indian Empire.
0: <laughs> he came when he's only fourteen. and he's, because that come law. That if a father has to be in New Zealand, the son can come. That's 92-year-old Ruxmani Ben. She came here in her late teens when she got married to Lalitha's father.
1: Daughter can come, but she can't bring the husband here.
0: So all the ladies, mother used to live in India with her daughter, and then father is to bring the son to the New Zealand. And that's how my 3 brothers brother-in-law and my husband, four of them, came. What my father was in New Zealand.
2: That's really interesting. National status. British subject by birth, wife of British subject by birth. (laughs) Gosh, he looks so young. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Ruxmani Ben is wearing a cream sari draped in Gujarati style. She's petite and says her health and long innings are thanks to yoga every day and a healthy diet. But they also knew scarcity. She tells me of the family's business in fruit and veg and how rare things like rice and cooking oil used to be and how the small community always relied on each other. Rooks Money Ben has been helping Lalitha piece all of this together.
2: There's about 10 that had names, uh, but the rest didn't. And I said, well, I'm part of the One Indian Association's Life Membership Committee. I said, this could be a good little project because we may discover amongst these portraits... um, men who, and it's mostly men, there are a few women, um, who may have been um, the forefathers of actually um, setting up the Wellington Indian Association. And if that's a fine, even if it's one person, that will be just pure magic to be able to tie up history with these photographs and the history of the Wellington Association.
1: Um, When Lilitha Van introduced me to this image of my dad, I was absolutely, honestly, so blown away.
0: That's Biko Bula. He's a family friend of the Kasanjis.
1: I'm a photographer myself, and I don't have this image. I've never seen it. And so when, when this was introduced to me, I felt very emotional and um, very taken by these images. I, I have to say I'd like to honour today, you know, my grandfather, Bula Bay Parag, who in 19, just on over a hundred years ago, he first stepped foot into New Zealand. My grandfather, his because son, here
0: in this room with us at the Wellington Indian Association. He's come in today wearing a navy blue blazer and a flat cap, carrying his father's leather briefcase. He's holding it up to show me the gold embossed letters of his dad's name and the village in Gujarat where he was born.
1: Family history is very important to me, and I think it's important to all of us. As, as I was born in the 50s, um, I, I don't remember a lot of the early, early history of my dad, but there are a few things that really stand out. First of all, you know, just looking in his photos, he was um, always immaculately dressed, he was a fruiterer. And he inspired me to try and dress um, in a nice way today, too, because I look at him and, and you know, it's, it's it's amazing because they were quite a minority here. Their wives weren't there, there was... Um, they took pride in the way they dressed and looked and that. I honour my dad for everything that he went through, and I love him to bits, you know, and and for giving us an opportunity to, you know, have our place in New Zealand.
0: And there's Shanti Morar and her daughter Manisha, a historian who's helping identify their family members amongst the collection. It's not going to be easy. Two generations and people who've probably scattered all across the country. But Lalitha has a plan down. She's got a questionnaire developed with Te Papa, accessible online, asking the million-dollar question, Is this your grandfather? The portraits are digitised and on the Te Papa website and she's inviting people to take a look.
2: So what kind of information are you looking for? What I was hoping was that designing the type of questions so that in the future, if um, the future generation want to explore their genealogy, they would it would be helpful for them not only to know the names of these people, but also where they came from. So the village is really important for... um, And and once you've got to a village, then it can be quite easy to discover who your ancestors are. So the type of questions that we asked was was names, when they came, how they came, maybe which vessel they came on, um, who they married, when they married, where their wives came from, what their wives' names were. Um, a little bit about their occupation, where they first arrived, and then where did they live in Wellington. Um, to, so, you know, to create some sort of a pattern of how communities um, start from a small location and then spread over time. And then it was what the relationship was to the portrait. So in many cases it was a son or a grandson that was identifying
1: the portraits yeah. I mean I didn't know all this till even recent times but you know I think we're the most beautiful thing is I think all of us in our, our whole Wellington Indian community I guarantee it we're all connected to these people here in some way or the other and it's a, such a beautiful thing finish that photo.
0: The Wellington Indian Association turns 100 years in 2025, and by then Lalitha is pretty sure they'll get enough responses to help build the blocks to tell the stories behind these portraits.
2: So it's kind of trying to enrich our history, the Indian history, as well as New Zealand's history. Also for future generation as well. You know, we've been here for a long time and we're we're part of the fabric of New Zealand.
0: Lalitha Kasanji of Wellington's Indian Association talking to us about the beautiful black and white portraits of early Indian immigrants. That's Voices for this week. My name is Kadam Kumar, and every week I bring you stories from all across New Zealand, from people from different parts of the world that live here. Follow Voices on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. Today's episode was mixed by Rangi Poik, and I'm Kadam Kumar.